Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age for this certain week, whatever week that is, whatever day you're listening, Robbie Covalence in studio joined by Jay Reed. No. no Art Shirley. There you there go. There it is. We miss you, Jay. Yeah, Jay's not here today. Jay's not here today, so either this is going to be a shorter, I mean, a, no, it'll be a longer show because we don't have Jay to rein us in. Yeah. And we'll probably just get really esoteric. And uh, That can you know. happen. Yeah, I just listened to our DC fandom, the fandom episode. I still can't say that. And I'm like, we didn't even let Jay speak. Well, you know, he Sorry, is Jay. he is an adult. And so I had somebody actually text Which is why me. he didn't want to speak. <laughs> I actually had a I had I had a uh, loyal listener uh, text me, and uh, let me see what he said. Oh yeah, so he uh, he sent me a link to uh, somebody who took um, Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars and cut it into a uh, into a whole movie. Oh really? Yeah, okay. I think that's right, Mervin. I'm sorry if I'm just kind of messing this all up. So, but he's taken this guy took 29 episodes of Clone Wars. Oh, wow. And four and a half hours of Revenge of the Sith and cut it into seven feature length film cuts. Wow. I'd like to see that. I, I would, too. I'll have to send you that link. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, so we do have at least one person besides Jay's mom listening. Yeah, that's so, a good deal. Hello, everybody else other than hello. Jay's mom. I think my cousin Julie still listens. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure Jay will listen on this one. So he may. Who knows? Yeah. He, he needs to listen to it so he can write the synopsis. <laughs> That's right. That's our dirty little secret. We make Jay write the synopsis. Uh-huh. So when they're when they're spelled incorrectly, it's usually Art That's or right. I who, yeah, who write them. So. Right. All right. We've done our eulogy for Jay because he's Ouch. gone to a better oh, place. No, <laughs> man. Oh, but that's going to segue into what I have, which yeah. is unfortunately uh, Dame Diana Rigg passed away this week. Uh, Dame uh, Diana Rigg was probably when she before she was a dame, she was an Avenger, and not the ones from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe or comic books, but uh, but predates the Marvel comic books. Yes, absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, Emma Peel uh, to uh, and John Steed in the British uh, series The Avengers. Where Miss Emma Peel. Miss Emma Peel. That's if right. You're nasty. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Also, uh, you know, for guys of a certain age, I'm sure that uh, we remember her as uh, as uh, I'm not sure what the character was. You'll have to fill it in on Game of Thrones. So she, one of her most recent roles, she was. Uh, oh, uh, she was. Uh, Terrell. Uh, yeah, she was a. Uh, she was um, the the matriarch of the Terrell family. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, also, uh, was in uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the James Bond film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was. played uh, James Bond's wife. And spoiler alert: uh, she does not make it to the end of the movie, or what? at the very end of the movie, she. Yeah, James Bond never can stay married for yeah. whatever reason. Because this was George Lazenby, the only appearance he made as James Bond. So, and it wasn't that bad of a movie. It really, if you go back, it's not that bad. Of it's a movie. it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's really so. not a bad movie at all. So, what do you remember of the Avengers from the the BBC Avengers? We'll call them. Uh, just you know. The kind of the cool storyline of it, you had John Steed uh, with the umbrella and the bowler hat, and you had uh, Emma Peel, and she was the one that really kind of seemed to be the more action oriented of the two. Yeah, uh, it goes the 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 music, um, the, the theme song from that, uh, just a, just a, a fun show. I tried to find uh, some episodes uh, that I wouldn't have to rent 
and watch some of those, but I, I couldn't find anything. But I'll take another look and see if I can find. There's something. always places. There's always places to yeah. find things. Not that we encourage that, kids. But not at all. Not right. at all. Um, I remember watching it. It would be a, I don't know if it was a TBS, WGN, kind of an early Sunday morning, yeah. Saturday morning type of thing. And it always confused me because uh, I, I was always expecting Iron Man or Hulk to show up. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, I was a, a this was early 70s, mid 70s. I'm a comic books guy at that right. point. And so I never really understood why this black and white British TV mm-hmm. show had to do with Stan Lee. Yeah. So what's, but, the, what's the story there? Yeah. And then uh, they remade. There was a movie treatment of it. Yes. Done, with Uma Thurman and Rafe Fine, which did not do well. Sean nobody Connery, went, another James Bond connector connection was there. And uh, actually, Honor Blackman was one of the first females in Avengers who went on to uh, be in uh, Goldfinger. A giant James oh, that's Bond. right. Yeah. That's right. So. so a lot of James Bond connections. But that movie was not good. Yeah, it really was. It wasn't good. Yeah, it's up there with Wild Wild West. Ooh, yeah. Or down, down there. there. Or down there <laughs> yeah, with Wild Wild West. Okay. Uh, well, my Geek of the Week is uh, a little, little throwaway line from an interview with Ian McGregor, which was kind of fascinating to me. Um, so production on the Obi-Wan series for Disney Plus is supposed to start in the spring of 2021, um, COVID willing. Yes. And uh, he said it's just a standalone miniseries. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. Then he kind of backs up. He said, well, at least it's planned to be just as a standalone. Who knows? Okay, we'll see how it goes. Well, I've got to think that that we've talked about this before, but Disney was caught a little unawares at the popularity of The Mandalorian. That's right, yeah. And so uh, if they're able to bring in, um, you know, Ian McGregor and it just – goes through the stratosphere because I loved even McGregor as young Obi-Wan. Yeah. I think he was the best thing of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but I also felt like he was held back because of some of the, um, some of the storytelling, some of the direction, possibly just sure. kind of the way things happened. He really didn't get a chance to, to kind of shine like we yeah. wanted him to. Yeah. So, but um, I, I also wonder, is it going to be him just stuck on Tatooine going to the Mos Eisley Cantina? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the repeated episode or, yeah, How's he going to get off of planets? Yeah. So, but yeah. it's it, and if there's a book uh, called Kenobi that uh, was a was a kind of an entertaining book, it might be a good way to to do the source material for that. But I like the idea that it's a mini series, um, a limited uh, mini series. I mean, I think they think they can go ahead and say, let's pull out all the stops. Let's not worry about you know, creating something that we have to then tie into because they they do have a problem that Mandalorian doesn't have. Because we know what ultimately happens with Kenobi. We know where he's supposed to be. We know the end of the story. Yeah, that's right. So uh, maybe, you know, finding a way. And then if it does take off, you'd do another self-contained story with him. But Maybe the entire miniseries is how he legally changes his name from mm-hmm. Obi-Wan to that's Ben. Right. Yeah, just him going, I thought you were Obi-Wan. Nope, nope, nope. Old Ben. <laughs> Old Ben Kenobi. So so is his, is his legal new legal name Old Ben Kenobi? Old Ben Kenobi. Old Benjamin Kenobi? Uh-huh. He has monogram towels that say... <laughs> OBK. OBK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw this interesting uh, uh, meme uh, that I'd never thought about it before. But the last thing, you go back to A New Hope, the last thing that Obi-Wan Kenobi sees before his confrontation with Vader is Luke and Leia together on the, as they're swinging, about to swing across the, uh, the, cha- the chasm. Oh, okay. And then he goes and he, and so the last thing he sees is the twins reunited 
that he took away from Anakin as he goes to face Anakin. Okay. Wow. How cool is that? That's cool. I hadn't thought about that either. I hadn't thought about that yeah. either. Yeah, the internets are good for something, yeah. I guess. So That's oh, me uh, doing his force thing where he turns off the... Uh, the oh, that's right. Yeah. So would that be the deflector shields in English? Or is that the deflector shield in Empire Ease that they... Yeah, that's what it was. They came back in. Yeah, so. sure. Jay, what's your... Oh, wait. Jay's not Just here. love when all the people come back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Speaking we're... about people coming back. Segway to the next section? Huh? Oh, what is... No, you go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just... I don't know what you want me to say now. We're going to be talking about trailers. Oh, okay. 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 One of our favorite parts of any movie we see, the trailers. The trailers. And so this is our tease to you to please join us on the other side of the break. And we are back. We appreciate you listening to the trailer on the front half of the episode as we talk about trailers on the back half of the back half of the episode. So as we record this, the uh, the new Dune trailer dropped, uh, which is kind of what prompted this. Yeah. A couple of days before. And I've got to say the trailer itself is better than the entirety of the David Lynch. Oh, no question. Movie. My gosh. But it doesn't have sting. But yeah, it's got uh, maybe he'll do a song on the closing credits. (laughs) That's it. But it's got Drax. Yes, it does. It's got drags. So. What character is he playing? He's a Beast Raban. Okay. Uh, he's the um, um, he's the nephew of uh, Baron Harkonnen. Okay. So Beast Raban Harkonnen. He's called the Beast. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, All right. And so and it's got a great cast in it. Boy, uh, it's it's an unbelievable cast. Yeah. So. Uh, None of whom I, I can remember a single name at this point. Well, Oliver you got Isaacs is there, right? Yeah. Uh, Isaac Oliver. Uh, Oliver. Uh, no, Oscar. 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 Boy, we are really bad at names. Wow. My Baron Harkonnen has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. Uh, so yeah. Oscar Isaacs. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. And she is uh, the mom. concubine yeah. of uh, of the Duke. Mm-hmm. Timothy you, Chalamet. I can never pronounce that last name. I don't name. know that I got it right. I yes. didn't get Oscar right. I couldn't yeah. even get that right. Wow, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, so he is Paul Atreides. You've got Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa. as uh, he is Duncan Idaho. Okay. That's right. And it's Zendaya. Zendaya is playing uh, the uh, part that Sean Young played. Yeah, originally. Chani. Yeah, okay. Um, and let's see, who else Who's is Who's playing the matriarch role, the mother that tortures... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah she's a Benny Jesuit. She's the Reverend Mo- yes. Mother Gaius Mohayam or something like okay. that. And so. when does this come out? Uh, it was supposed to be at the end of this year. There's speculation that Warner Brothers is going to push it into 2021 because they're going to they move. They want to do it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to push Wonder Woman 84 back. Are they? Okay. And um, so because Tenet was released to a very, yeah, very. reception. Yeah, yeah. well. I think everybody who went to go see it liked it. Yeah, just nobody. Yeah, that's a good nobody way to went to go it. see. It. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, Jay's not here with us. And but he and his wife went to go see it. And I think there were two other people in the yeah, movie theater. That's right. So we'll have to get Jay's take on it when he comes back. So if you ever want a solitary large screen experience, now's the time to go. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe going to see something. Well, it's like you know, if you ever wanted to fly anywhere, yeah, this is time to go. You could have your uh-huh. own, you could have a plane to yourself. Okay. So, but, but anyway. We love trailers. And, you know, I, I did a little research into this. You know, not much because that's not something we do. No, of course I not. I wondered why. Are they called trailers? They used to come at the end of the movie. That's right. And the first trailer that was done was like in 1912. So they've been around for a while. I did not see it. Before you ask, I could tell you were, you were going that way. <laughs> yep, yep. 
But uh, it, it was for Broadway show. It was. Yeah. We read is, the same Wikipedia. Yeah, we sure did. Thank you, Wikipedia, for supplying our information. <laughs> Guys of a certain age is brought to you by Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, so. Which is the same as being sponsored by Noah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so that was fascinating to me that they found, they got, took clips from, um, you know, from a, a Broadway show because arguably right now the most popular thing anywhere is still Hamilton yeah. Broadway show. Uh, but uh, yeah, then movie serials, again, quoting from this Wikipedia articles, yeah. did it as the chapter would end, they would say, Stay, tune in next week and see this, you know, and you see what was going on. And then sometime in the 30s, it looked like they moved them to the front because people were leaving. People were ready to go. If they, were, yeah. they didn't have Jay's app, you know, yeah, they know when right, to go to the bathroom, right. you know, they, they just, I mean, I guess iOS negative 88 didn't have uh, Jay's special yeah. little app. So that's so, our history. That's as much as I got historically. Now we, we did talk and you can talk about this. From, you know, your own personal experience, I can to a degree. Trailers have always been a favorite part of the movie. I can always, I can remember, do you remember trailers that uh, maybe stuck with you from when you were younger that you saw and said, oh, I've got to go see that movie. I don't remember seeing a trailer for Star Wars, for example. No. I can remember seeing one for Jaws. And it's what determined in my mind, I'm not going to go see that movie. That looks too scary to me. But well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I didn't even think about this. The the Lynch trailer for Dune was fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. And I had no um, I had had no knowledge of no um, frame of reference for Dune. Went to go see it and was kind of like, mm-hmm. OK, yeah. that's interesting. I even have I think I still have the. Uh, Remember movie theaters at, at, at tent poles? You'd have they sell glossy magazines. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I've still got yeah. a Dune. I know I've got a Return of the Jedi one. Yeah, and it was fascinating to me. And then I read the book and fell in love with the book at okay. that point. So, so you saw the movie first. I saw the movie first. Okay. And um, um, Jedi. I think I vaguely remember a trailer for. Yeah, Jedi. I remember. I remember seeing trailers. I guess shortly after you know the first Star Wars came out because, and I remember trailers. Well, I just don't remember that particular trailer. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then, of course, you went through all the Don Lafontaine, Lafontaine trailers in oh. the world. You know, there was a, there's always been a kind of a stylistic approach over the years to certain trailers. I can remember, uh, you know, the really bad 70s trailers from going to the Cinema 182 in Greenville and those almost grindhouse kind of trailers. Yeah. For like Do- Dolomite and, <laughs> and movies and Dolomite. wizards and all this kind of stuff. Oh. But, um, but, you know... It really has always been an important part of me to get to a theater in time to see the trailer. Absolutely. And sometimes I can't remember what I saw, right? You know, at the end of the sure. <laughs> movie. But, but you know, so so theater operators moved to where the showtime is when trailers would start. And that's yes. been a common practice for uh-huh. years uh, because you always wanted to get there in time for the trailer. Right. So, but you mentioned Don LaFontaine, who is arguably maybe the greatest trailer voiceover yeah, artist certainly the most time. recognizable voice and if, if you haven't heard him you've if you don't think you've heard him you've heard him because he was at in world yeah yeah there was a great youtube piece yeah. called, called meet the trail no meet the um oh i can't remember but they were in a limousine so there there were five uh vo artists and uh they all had a specific type of of trailer that they voiced including the uh the guy who's done all the Disney stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's the voice yeah. of Disney and he comes, you know, they, so, <laughs> so, so, of it, so, so, so Don LaFontaine didn't drive anywhere. He had a limousine. Yeah. And so, uh, he, he was known for a stretch limo. And so they were going to the industry key art awards, which was the, uh, basically,
basically the Oscars of trailers and movie posters and anything to do with promotion of cinema. And so in order to uh, start off the show, they got these five voice actors that everybody's heard their voices. Um, Fontaine, La Fontaine is gathering them in the uh, in the limo and they're heading to the Kedar Awards and. The, the dude from Disney. Everybody's that was the in, funniest one. Yeah, everybody's in black tuxes and everything looking cool. There's a, uh, I mean, they've got sunglasses, berets, the whole yeah. idea. And then the Disney cat comes out in a white sports coat yeah. and he, he's he's hopping. So, yeah. Uh, I and think his voice is very upbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, he, you know, that was, that was kind of the late 70s, early 80s. You right. ended up with that, that dramatic, um, mm-hmm. that dramatic type of trailer. Um, but it, it's interesting. Some folks, what would happen is you'd get dailies, you'd get rushes yeah. from the, the the film as it was being shot, and so the editors for the trailer had nothing to do with the editors for the movies. Right, so separate, you, separate group. Yeah. So you would get uh, sometimes you'd get scenes in a trailer that were never shown. Like right. for instance, the original Sam Raimi Spider Man mm-hmm. had the uh, the trailer of in the trailer you had a uh, bank robber in a helicopter. Um, who gets caught in a web between uh, the the twin towers? Right, and uh, that was never never put, in the sh- yeah in in the movie. And then that thing was um, um, that thing was that that shot was completely taken off right you know, At, post nine eleven right, which it's as we record this is nineteen years ago today. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, but. but- yeah, no, but, go ahead. And the thing is, you know, we used to go to the theaters and see those things. And then uh, with uh, the one I remember is uh, Phantom Menace, the the first of the Star Wars sure. prequels. And, and Apple changed things because they uh, used to be able to, uh, you would have this really bad, poorly done. Uh, in fact, uh, Lucas and then put out a, a really low res trailer that you could get online. Postage stamp. Yeah. Well, Apple changed that and put out, I guess it was 720p at that point, HD stuff, but it looked great. And you would download this trailer and you could see it and, you know, watch it across the, you know, your, your CRT screen probably at that time, but it looked great, sounded great. And you could watch it over and over again. And people started picking out different parts of the trailers and all this kind of stuff. And it changed the whole trailer experience. And, and some would say that is when QuickTime became the thing. Yes, absolutely. You, you had to have QuickTime to to view it. Uh-huh. And uh, Apple set up a subdomain, trailers.apple.com. Right, right. And uh, in fact, they retired it recently. But mm-hmm. you could go there and you could pull whatever trailer down you want. Right. Yeah. Now some studios wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be on there if they didn't have some arrangement, but they soon, soon that changed. And everybody thought, well, we've got to at least be on this because this is where people are going to see trailers. And it it just, it really changed everything. Then, then we get into the whole Super Bowl as an event. And how many times have we seen trailers for movies in the Super Bowl? And the one that comes to mind to me is Independence Day. Yeah. You know, we, You've got the the spaceship over the White House and then it explodes and ID four comes up, right. you know, and it, I think it was it premiered on July third of that year, not July fourth. Yeah, and and so then you end up with the whole spectacle type of thing. Yeah, uh, where it's not just kind of retelling the story; it's trying to promote and give you tantalizing bits, but not tell you the whole. Yeah, the whole and- plot. And the, the trailer idea or the, the aesthetic has changed, you know, so much over the years. And now because the trailer itself has become such a, a, a tool or a de- almost a destination that studios will release several trailers. In fact, they talked about, I can't remember what movie it was that I read this about, 
But you, oh, it was, I think it may have been Batman versus Superman. There were so many trailers released that you could put together almost 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> sure, you know? sure. And, uh, and, and, and see the stuff. And that's another a, a, complaint, a complaint I see about trailers now is that they almost tell you the whole movie. They, they really know, they do. They really do show you the whole thing, especially if you watch several trailers over the thing. But you have trailers... You have trailers now for not not only for movies, but because of the way that you know content is delivered, you'll have you know, trailers. For, and we talked about the Raised by Wolf tra- Wolves trailer that's a, a miniseries on HBO Max right now, and you know it it looks like a movie, and the trailer is 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 set up like a movie trailer. Art, we didn't do DC Universe Death Watch. Yeah, we, I don't have anything again. Oh, okay, like, you know, all right, again, and that's that you said HBO Max, and that yeah, triggered me. Yeah, out, that's so. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, and then there's the. We tr- will get back to you on DC Universe Death Watch as, as something happens, but we feel like the fact that there is no news, <laughs> it's maybe news. It, it is good maybe news. Is. Yeah. So um, they, the article I read talked about the trailer for Terminator 2, yeah. Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and how the trailer was a, a, a piece of film that they shot of a, a uh, T1000 model mm-hmm. being manufactured, and you never saw right. that again. Yeah. And the Avengers of uh, the, the Marvel Universe, rather, has done um, has done some of that. They'll put stuff in a, in a in a thing that sometimes is deliberately misleading. So you'll think, oh, this character is doing this. They'll cut it in such a way that you think something's happening, but it, it doesn't happen that way. But uh, where do you where do you watch trailers now? Because you really don't go and download them from Apple. No. Like you said, that site's gone. You know, I, I will go back on social media. But it, it's interesting. Uh, I get most of my trailers from io9 or Screen Rant mm-hmm. or any of the of the fan sites. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that io9 does that's so, so much fun is usually within 12 hours of a trailer dropping, they will go through, they will take every scene and, and turn it into... Screenshots. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll do it in an animated GIF. Oh, okay. Good day. And then they will they will deconstruct. And yeah. their deconstruction of the Dune trailer was pretty fascinating. I need to go check that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would usually watch that for a Star Wars or for a Marvel movie. And you go and you and, and like I said, there's either screen caps or, you know, uh, you know, something to say and you go, Oh wow, okay. So you, you you're kind of being told what you're what you're seeing some yeah. what you're seeing sometimes. And it does lead to the plot. Uh-huh. So there in that in that uh, recap for Dune from IO nine, um they give away some spoilers yeah. that just the person who would watch would not know. You're right. Wouldn't see necessarily. But, yeah. you know, there are, you know, when you talk about the Sadakor, which mm-hmm. is the Emperor's death soldiers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's it, they go pretty in-depth. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I, I'll do the fan sites. Or yeah. if I'm really, I mean, I'll, I'll hit the actual movie website as well. Yeah. I, usually YouTube's where I see a lot of stuff, so I'll check that out. And, again, Sometimes I'm I'm brought there from social media and will end up and being on there I will look for other things that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, there's still the trailers app on the Apple TV. Is there? Yeah, and it's a great way to watch this stuff. I went on there last night, you know, kind of in anticipation for us talking about this today, just to see if it was still there, and it is, and it had the Dune trailer and has a bunch of stuff. And you can find them. They look great. You know, if the trailer a lot of times now is in 4K, you know, so it, it looks really, really good. It's very cinematic. Uh, in fact, you could watch it on your projection. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> your, uh, your theater system if you wanted to and really feel like you're there. But the, to me, there's again, there's nothing like going through and seeing uh, a trailer at the theater. 
uh, I, 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 I get, of course, I, you know, I'm kind of the curmudgeon this way anyway, but I, I hate the people that are, you know, are not paying attention to the trailers the same way they'd pay attention to the movie because, you know, these, these to me are, are, are every bit as much works of art sometimes as a film. Like you said, there are teams that are putting those together, uh, you know, with specific ideas uh, that aren't necessarily part of the, the movie editing team. And, uh, and, and to create this package to entice you to go see it. I'm also interested sometimes in the trailers that appear in front of certain movies because you go, why is this, sure. why is this trailer here? Yeah. You know, but, um, but more often than not, they're very targeted. If we go, a lot of the movies we go see, we're going to see three or four upcoming superhero movies or sci-fi movies. Exactly. You know? so exactly. It's kind of interesting to see that. So I'm going through um, Slash Films' greatest trailers of the decade. I'm just going to throw a couple of these out to you. Uh, let's go to the top cloud Atlas. Yeah. I, don't, I don't recall it. Did you ever see cloud? Atlas? I did see cloud Atlas. It was a, it was a well done movie an interesting movie. Not something that I've had any desire to see again. Um, just a very, uh, kind of a, a different take. I think the Wachowskis kind of shot their load with matrix one and they've never been able to regain. Yeah. I mean, very talented filmmakers, but yeah. They, and like I said, this was a, a, a brilliantly produced and created movie. It's just the story was not, it was, it was several different stories. Tom Hanks plays several different characters as all the actors do yeah. the thing. Uh, and just, you know, was a little bit more convoluted, I think, than probably most people wanted. Um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the, yeah. the David Fincher version. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's got the, it's got Karen O singing, uh, doing her cover of the immigrant song. Oh yeah. From Zeppelin. And which Dune I, has a dark side of the moon. You yeah. Know, which is cool. Very yeah, cool. This very, very. And that's ethereal. kind of a, again, another trope of trailers is that you'll put something in, uh, sometimes that you wouldn't, that's a juxtaposition. Um, you know, Snyder's already catching a lot of grief for, uh, uh, doing what is he that's the uh, uh leonard cohen song that he's oh, got um, uh, hallelujah yeah hallelujah yeah yeah that everybody has done 18 yeah, versions yeah of it. that's right so. and then there was also that thing and i'll let you get back to your list but for a while everything had that you know no matter what was going yeah, on so, yeah. a charlie brown camping trip wow. <laughs> why that's is this right. in here there's a there's a emp you know that happens in the middle of the woods and yeah that's, that's happens, right so. that's right snoopy causes it uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was brilliant. Yeah, you know that that is when I was like, okay, Marvel's got something yeah. here. When you can have a raccoon and a tree, yeah, in a trailer, and uh-huh. it looked really cool. I liked the Thor Ragnarok too because they kind of went into that. Uh, you know, they uh, went into that whole stylistic thing they went, which was kind of an '80s look there too. Wonder Woman's doing a lot of their marketing has been has been uh, '80s stuff, but. Yeah, Ragnarok was like a, a '80s metal uh, CD album cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that chrome, uh-huh. that chrome font. Uh, Inception, which oh yeah, fabulous trailer. You had no idea what you were watching. Right, that's and, right. And I don't know that Inception is not my favorite. No, yeah, I need to watch that again. It is an incredible. Movie. It is. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so the Logan trailer was real interesting yeah. because they put. They, it was it was set to hurt by Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and that was such an appropriate yeah. uh, tune. It was is very artistic. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel. Well, I don't know. That reminds me that I can remember seeing the trailer for the uh, Superman movie in seventy eight, Christopher Reeve's version. Yeah, and it was it was a, the one I saw was one of uh, maybe a teaser trailer, or whatever. But it talked, there was narration over it that said he started as a simple line drawing. 
and you know went on it was so about the character as much as about the movie and then it cuts to this scene of Christopher Reeve uh, I, I even want to say from the back and it just then it cuts off and it says you'll believe a man can fly and it was just like wow okay so well and then the other one from that same era um, the alien trailer mm-hmm. in space Ooh, no one can right. hear you yeah, that's scream. right that's right yeah where you had the egg crack yeah. oh yeah, yeah that was phenomenal yeah. Uh, I'm going through a few others now. I've gone to the, um, I've gone to the overall list. Oh yeah, Cloverfield. The trailer yeah. for Cloverfield was just. I, I like Cloverfield a Again, lot. Again, one of those that you had no idea what you were going. No for. clue. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park from '93. Uh-huh. That was a very stunning trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Batman from '89. Dark Knight from '08. Jaws. We talked about that. Force Awakens was a great trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll have phenomenal trailers, and uh, you, the, the the standard thing is, well, all the best stuff was in the trailer. That's right. That's you know? right. Kind of like the Phantom Minutes. Yeah. Um, Inception was a fabulous trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was that whole world been. Kill Bill. Did you ever see the Kill Bills? Oh yeah, seen both of those. We like those a lot. You know, I have not. I have not seen the whole Kill Bill. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. Two of those, but and you're a big first, Tarantino the, fan. The, well, it's like I really like Tarantino or really dislike Tarantino yeah. movies. Um, you know, Hateful Eight is still one of my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> but yeah. I love the Kill Bill movies. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What about Inglorious? I like that a lot. Wow. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. You know, you you have to be willing to go for that ride. Yeah. And uh, you know, for those of you that have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, you know, don't expect. Tarantino to tell a story uh, historically accurately. <laughs> of course not. Well, you know, and one of the things that trailers has, you know, anticipated trailers prior to the internet boom, and I'm going back to Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. folks would go see a movie just to see that trailer. Yes. Yeah. And then they would walk out. Yeah. Now that's hard for me to, to justify paying that price and well, doing that. But yeah, but some people did do that. Yeah. When it's when it's the first touch of, of Star, Star Wars, Wars on the silver screen yeah. that you, you've gotten in a time in a long, yeah. long time. But I mean time. usually the movie I'll I will at least want to go see the movie too. Yeah. 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 Jay, what's your favorite trailer? I just like to see when all the people come back. Yeah. When all the trailers come back. When all the trailers come back. <laughs> that's right. We may have to overdub Jay. Well, I like and then we cut him off. Yeah. So all right. Don't well, we do that with him anyway? <laughs> we kind of do. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. Anyway. I know you're listening. You may be the only one listening. At this but anyway, I, I I think, you know, like I said, one reason I wanted to talk about it, because I do think it's something that most people, even if they don't get there, they seem to they seem to like the trailers. Well, it's an art form. Them. Yeah. It's a it unique is. art form. It's a, And it's a, for marketing people, it's, it's such a blatant, you know, marketing thing, because we are trying to get you to come in and well, see this movie. But it is an art form as well. Well, and it's also interesting to see how the trailer subculture has gone to books, uh, video games. Yes. Everything has a trailer now. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. everything got a teaser trailer than a uh-huh. full length trailer. Okay. Um, I saw some guidance from um, some theater association, theater owners association, where they've asked the uh, film studios to have trailers no longer than two minutes. Really, um, two thirty was was the traditional. Yeah, and they they they're asking for no more than two minutes. If it's a if it's a blockbuster, two thirty is okay. Yeah, but you know, Lost in Translation doesn't need a two and a half minute right. trailer. I guess. And again, to me, the thing that I don't like is, and sometimes when we're watching trailers to determine if we're going to rent a movie, especially, we'll get about halfway through, 
and we can usually make the judgment. We realize we're going to see the whole thing. We're going to get to see the whole movie if we don't stop this now. So yeah. we'll stop them in the middle of it. And I really think that's something that um, uh, kind of a modern trend that uh, that people don't like. This idea that I'm about to you're about to give away the whole movie. Well, it, it, some of the stuff I read. I mean, trailers are now in a true three act um, um, form. I yeah. mean, you know, so move you. you it's a three act structure of movies. You've got a three act structure of trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some of my favorite trailers as we wrap up are the trailers in front of, um, Oh man, man, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah. So the fake trailers, the fake in trailers in front of top Tropic Thunder. And I mean, it's been out for over mm-hmm. 10 years, so I'll give you some spoilers. So Tropic Thunder is about this group of actors who are making a movie in is it vietnam mm-hmm. yeah and so um so you got robert downey jr playing an actor you got toby mcguire playing an act, and they're all big shot actors and so after the move the, the start of the movie is actually fake trailers for the fake actors in movies that made them um famous yeah, very very famous so you've got uh oh what's Oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he's kind of an Arnold Schwarzenegger type of character, <laughs> you know, and, and he, there's like three movies or something. You keep seeing all the different trilogy, uh, the pixels. Up, uh, yeah. Easy pieces easy. of the trilogy. Thank you. So those, those trailers are great. Yeah. I, I, mean, I love, it, I love Tropic Thunder. It'd anyway. be worth watching it again just for the trailers. Have you ever seen Grindhouse? No, did not see Grindhouse. Um, I've been told I should watch it. Yeah, it's I, I haven't seen it probably since it came out. It was it, I thought it was a, an interesting thing, an interesting idea. But they have trailers at the beginning of that that are set up like old seventies Grindhouse trailers, oh, which are very interesting. I think that's where uh, Machete comes from. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was a it was a trailer first, and then they said we need to make a movie of this. <laughs> they made two. Wow. Yeah, that's the way it goes. All right. Anything you want to say in the trailing moments of our episode about trailers? Uh, just make sure to join us next time <laughs> when we'll talk in depth about. All right. Here we, go. <laughs> we didn't want to spoil it. We don't want to spell it. We don't want to give too or much. Or spell away. it. Or spell it or spoil it <laughs> or pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll be back soon. Yeah.